Hey everybody and hello humans. This is Not A Robot's DC Comic Review Show. We're only doing future state and related comics for the duration of the event, so this week we are covering Swamp Thing number two, Future State Wonder Woman number two, Harley Quinn number two, noticing a trend here, Superman of Metropolis number two, Future State the Next Batman number three, gotcha. Why? Because he's Batman. And then Flash number two. You'll be able to catch many episodes covering additional DC titles and comic publishers with Not A Robot Comic Quip Bites. Uh, access to our bonus content is only available to our Patreon community who get all things Not A Robot starting at just $1 a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash Not A Robot Podcast to sign up right now. My name is Josh and as always helping me bring this podcast to you are my co-hosts Jared. and read cowabunga my dudes we summarize analyze and editorialize every issue we cover and strive to keep it all about the content with no publisher influence we are on twitter i'm at not a robot show reed is at pgh underscore reed and jared is at honey badger underscore bot we all answer show mails into not a robot podcast.com or we all answer show mail sent to notarobotpodcast at gmail.com. The next part is dedicated to those that support us with their hard-earned money, but that's not the only way that you can. Like, subscribe, and download our episodes as much as possible because nothing helps out just quite as much as that. Now is the time to say a big huge thank you to the humans who help us support the podcast. They subscribe to our Patreon with tiers starting at just $1 a month. You can go up from there and get access to more content and they make sure that we keep bringing you more and better content with higher quality this is the not a robot anti-beatbop must be a human shout out and roll call and this shout out goes to our humans weird science gym blue mondays hollister torpedo face and rotch crockett big salute to you and an even bigger thank you so what are you waiting for Sign up now and show us you just might be a human after all and get your shout out on the Not A Robot Anti-Beatbot Must Be A Human Roll Call. So what's up this week, guys? Anything new? Uh, no, not really. Just getting snowed in. Having a little... My dog's been loving the snow, but that's oh, yeah. about it. I have been. deep up north there, huh? Is it, oh, is it yeah. coming down bad? Uh, it wasn't too bad. We got we got uh, we got a couple of inches, uh, not as bad as New York and all that. Oh, that's good. Anything new in your neck of the woods, Jared? That's why I say, Reed, don't worry. The endless winter does end. Uh, <laughs> Days get longer. Each day gets a little bit longer. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, I started a new job and digging it. Right on. That's a good part. <laughs> I'm not a robot uh, mindset or anything like that. Sex, sex robots are getting so real that sooner or later, before you have have sex, you're going to have to point these pictures and say, hey, tell me which one's the street sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long Jesus. walk, brother. That's a long oh, walk. Oh, man. <laughs> that was on the radio. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, in, in all reality, I mean, they're, I mean, maybe, what, 10 years, you think? I think 10 years. I don't know. I don't really know what the technology looks like. I know that they draw it on Family Guy. I feel like I've seen a documentary on this shit. They're not too far away. They'll yeah. carry on a conversation with you already if you're willing to drop almost a hundred thousand dollars on them. There's that one female. I this one female comedian like did uh, just that, 
and and she wanted a sex doll that looked identical to her, so they customized it to look just like her. But they do this yep. shit for anybody, and it's a hundred thousand dollars. But they it will look exactly like you or or whoever you or want. Whoever. You can program is, it to yeah. say whatever. Tell me that ain't. Oh, it's super creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's a hundred thousand dollars worth of creepy. Well, hey, man, I've seen the one that's on uh, Elementary, uh, the U.S. version of the Sherlock Holmes. Yes, sir. Elementary, like where that's it's like the, the AI robot, but that was about it. Like I didn't, I, I, I ain't looking up. Who <laughs> knows when I ask when I talk about my toaster suggested i ain't bothering looking that stuff up and have i thought i was watching a stand-up special and it came with a bonus documentary what can i say (laughs) she actually worked the doll into her show though so wow yet again you can that's an you could write that off as a business expense (laughs) ain't that the truth (laughs) that's showbiz it sure is all right, sex dolls aside, it's comic Yikes. book time. <laughs> Our first book this episode is written by Ram V with art by Mike Perkins and June Chung and Aditya Bidikar on letters. One I think we were all looking forward to a little bit with Obsidian Sun Part 2. Read what happens in Future State Swamp Thing. Well, when last we left our moody green giant, Swamp Thing and his um, people plants had just discovered humans <laughs> still exist on this version of Earth. Um, they have been secreted away at the very top of the world to hide away from the plants and the green. Um, oh, no. Yes. Yeah, so this is... Swamp Thing had uh, heard a tale of, like, they found this human, they rescued him, and this man told him, like, what life was like. There's this, you know, military force that controls the humans, and they've got guns and all this. And then about the weird undying man who kind of runs things from behind the scenes... So they decide that uh, the people plants are going to do a whole revolution up there. Um, And this man says that he has friends in the resistance that will help. So uh, they storm the lab. It's an old star facility, Mm, by the way. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, not not too surprising. (laughs) Um, And they do a raid, and this guy's people do come through, and eventually they are uh, victorious. But a long time... one person that escaped the apocalypse previously was the Undying Man. It is, in fact, the Floronic Man himself, Jason Wood Space Rue. Um, <laughs> and he's been plotting his revenge ever since. He built a machine out of a hero named Obsidian that will. he's attempting to permanently turn out the sun to kill all plants yeah, on the Obsidian. planet. I'm sure everyone remembers, is a longstanding member of the Justice Society of America. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, I, know, I, he... I, know that's, I know that's not a read thing, but I know that's a fan thing, so hell yeah. Yeah. What, what, did he have, like, darkness powers, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, he looks real messed up. I don't know. Like, he, I guess they found his body. It's a weird, gnarly zombie, but it makes a big put-out-the-sun ray. Um, and they get there, but it's too late. <laughs> Uh, it's already happened, and then we get this confrontation, which I thought was great. This is some real uh, existential kind of swamp thing. What is the soul? Who am I? What is it to be a thing? I mean, and he nails it where he confronts all of his people plants, and one by one, like 
destroys them or maybe the way I kind of saw it was that he takes that part of himself back because he needs to be kind of at full capacity is what I was kind of reading here. Um, And as he does, he explains that they're all aspects of himself that he personified to kind of keep him company. The best one is that blue guy who is doubt who would not let. Yeah, Indigo, he wouldn't let Swamp Thing destroy him. He was like, screw you, I'm doing it myself. And he ripped yep. himself apart. Like, heck yeah, that's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Swamp Thing, basically, after he gets all of his power back, he... Um, Which man- I'm going to say, the reason why he did what he did was, be, uh, you know, and he touches on that, is he... Uh, humans have souls, basically, is what he was getting at. They will mm-hmm. always strive to do more, and his plant children, no matter how much they meant to him, are only going to do what he made them do. Yeah, and they're kind of just know, automatons. Yeah. So they can't ever take over the world, but with humans, there's there's hope at least that they can they they can be the worst, but they can also be the best. And, right. and um, he's and hoping be, for the better day. And and they can be unpredictable, which unfortunately his children can't. Um, but honestly, I was a huge fan of this story from start to finish. It was moody. It was action-packed. There, the visuals were great. And for me, this is one of the most satisfying offerings in all of the f- whole Future State stable. Um, the narrative is so perfectly like clean. All of the characters have starts and fi- and finishes. That you know, all of the little people are like innocence, doubt, ambition, and they act in that way. And right. At the end, I didn't notice that until it was brought up that they were different pieces of Swamp Thing, and I see Mm -hmm. that. And then I'm thinking about all the different ways that they were acting, even the little pieces that we got to see. They were all like different. Oh, what's that kids' cartoon from Pixar? Everybody's like this different. Inside Out. Inside Out. There you go. Um, That was. I mean, this was. It was a great representation of that. Good pickup, man. Now I might have that big. Bing bong, bing bong song in my damn head all night. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, it's it, in, in Swamp Thing. It, his very last act is an act of like contrition because he did in fact destroy humanity. But now he's kind of giving himself up uh, to save what's left to start over, and that's why he said um, Woodrow could never get in touch with the green because he had no humanity and that's what the green needs in an avatar is that connection that that soul is what will ultimately triumph um right. but this one this one it was this was amazing um i loved every minute of it i'm giving this one 8.5 out of 10 nice jared what did you think well first up while i was looking forward in this uh this book was you gotta have Swamp Thing, well, because he's the title character. Mm-hmm. But Moronic Man and Obsidian as well. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, that is that that is seven different ways of delicious dream. There you go. Uh, the the it kept you. The story kept you keep on turning the page. Well, almost every single Swamp Thing story that I can recall makes you. The story drives it. And the art was right there with it. I I personally thought, thought it was wonderful. If not the top book, well, I wouldn't say the top book. Sorry, it was definitely in the running for the top five or six of the events so far. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna. Oh yes, I'm giving Swamp Thing number two a renowned 
7.75 greens out of 10. <laughs> greens out of 10. That's almost a, that's almost a full salad. <laughs> it's more than your daily serving. Spinach. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a few art choices here that I I feel as though it didn't measure up to what we saw in the previous issue, but overall it was still pretty good. The story is flat out wonderful. I found it actually I found it romantic the relationship that Swamp Thing has with the idea of a soul and humanity. I did not get enough of this story, but I can't factor that in because, well, it's something that we knew going into Future State that these were going to be really quick stories with very few exceptions. Uh, it's it's fantastic, man. I I would easily read more and more and more of this. I look forward to Ram V's Swamp Thing to find out maybe the truth about whether or not he did end the world. The story alludes to it, Woodrow alludes to it, but when he's questioned about it, all he says is, that was not me. So... It's one of the future states I'm looking forward to hoping this comes back in the future. As am I. So, come on, bring it to us, Ram. Well, I think it's got the best shot as well. Oh, it's it's beautiful, man. So, it... uh, these, uh, like I said, these were really quick stories with very few exceptions. And speaking of exceptions, the last issue of the next book was one I found to be rather exceptional. How about this one? Written by Joel Jones with both Jones and Jordi Belair bringing us the art and cover with letters from Clayton Cowles. I'm talking about Future State Wonder Woman number two. Picking right back up where we left off the story last issue, Yara Flora is in the underworld. She's there to find a friend and fellow soldier named Patira, who obviously means quite a bit to her. Just real quick, on the bottom of that first page, Yara is pulling out her bola of truth from her belt, and what seems to be an Atlantean A is featured behind it. Now keep in mind that her tribe of Amazons, which to my knowledge has yet to be specifically named, Hades refers to them as the Escasita or Forgotten, but uh, they have a mysterious past. The Themyscirans worship the Greco-Roman gods. The, Man- the Bana Migdal worship the Egyptian gods. But we know so little about the history of this tribe. All that to say that there is perhaps an Atlantean connection. It could be coincidence, though. Yara Flora remains true to her introduction and lets her actions speak louder than her words as she forces her way through the underworld to find her friend. Hades doesn't want her there, but Persephone speaks up on Yara's behalf. She's given a time limit to find Patira, else she will remain in the underworld forever. How imposing that when Hades first appeared and he's gigantic size, he's, you know, King Kong size. That was, (laughs) I was like, it really kind of put a scale because how do you make him seem imposing? Oh, just make him real big. Totally worked for me. Gigantic. And, you know, to Yara Flora's credit, she just dug her heels in. Mm -hmm. After heeding advice from Capora. She accomplishes her mission, almost. Hades reneges on his deal that allowed safe passage out, and Patera is trapped underneath rocks as they try to escape. Against her wishes, Yara is pulled away from Patera. The whole story is put together to tell us this. Heroes are not heroes because they are perfect. They are heroes because they must overcome their imperfections. A great story, it's drawn beautifully, and... It just became official today. I saw it on Joel Jones' Twitter account. 
that Yara Floor is someone we'll be seeing more of in the near future in comic form. Perfect. And it's a great character. Amazing. The CW is supposedly bringing her to life in the Arrow versus Wonder Girl. The mm. title of the Joel Jones book may also be Wonder Girl. Okay. But, uh, the the TV show is just rumor. I heard it from Joel Jones herself that she is indeed making that. So that's awesome. They, I they better hurry up and get that going because that uh, at least if it's gonna be CW, it's it, that's at its last legs. If we're gonna try getting something incorporated with the other shows, they should just have it be standalone like Star. Wars. Yeah, I believe we're also getting a Naomi show. Which is another DC property, a Brian Michael Bendis creation. So, um, all in all, man, I have to give this. This one was great. I have to give this an eight out of ten. What did you think about it, Jared? I liked. I like. I like Wonder Woman stories, especially when you get into mythology of uh, the different deities and the relationships. Uh, you mentioned Persephone. Appropriate that we have her right now, and it's considered a future state because she is known as the goddess of springtime, but she's also known as the queen of the dead. Uh, yep, and she plays both wanna... roles quite perfunctory. Yes. Um, I love the art carried through. I love the mythology. Uh, very quick pace. It's... Wish there was more to it, but I'm going to have to give this a good solid 6.5. Bolo, bolos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Reed. What were your thoughts on Wonder Woman? Oh man, this uh, this is kind of uh, like Swamp Thing. This is this is a shining jewel, and I'm I'm glad that DC is planning to move forward with this because I love this character. Uh, she's she's brash. She's angry. She's got flaws, and, and she's the anti Diana. Well, you know, you know not, not so much the anti-Diana, but this is the Diana that you you hardly ever see. This is the Diana who's true, untested. True. This is the Diana we you you always see her as you know Wonder Woman. Um, and you, you get glimpses. Does tend to try and talk through things whenever possible. Now, you know, coming up though, you're right. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think this is like this. The glimpses we're getting now are going to to get us where and i think um where what she's doing because like i mentioned previously this seems like um we, we talked about the how they're like the hercules comparisons um that she's trying she's doing her trials you know what i mean she right, she yep. slayed the hydra um you know she's she gone to the underworld you know cheated death and things like that so i think this is her journey to that full complete wonder woman. And like uh, you had mentioned earlier with Persephone, she whispers to death. And I, and I thought, I, I thought that's as interesting where, she, where she convinced Hades to allow her to, to find the soul and leave. But Persephone knowing her past knows that there's, there is no way to leave. So the easiest way to resolve this situation is to let her try and to discover that regardless of what will happen, she can't get her friend back. Her friend is gone. She's dead. You know, right. so, but being a hero, she needs to have that journey. She needs it spelled out for her. So they allow her to do this thing and it's doomed to fail. And it does. And that's kind of the lesson of this trial specifically is to, she needs to move on a- and know that she can't save everyone, but she right. has to do everything she can. And that moment mm-hmm. where, 
that her friend sacrifices herself to save her, I thought was done so beautifully with the different, the different, um, like the variations in the art and stuff like that it was just great. A great Indeed. look. Um, I'm giving this one. Um, yeah, I think I got to get a nine out of 10. I love it. <laughs> Can't argue with you there. Yara is one fierce woman and hopefully we'll get to see more of and more of her because I really want more of her world and her version of Wonder Woman character. Yeah. Let's move on to one we've seen grow into quite the strong woman over the years. Written by Stephanie Phillips with an art team made up of Simone DeMeo, Tony Infante, and Tamara Bonvillain with letters from ALW's Troy Petiri. Jared, take us through the conclusion of Harley Quinn's future state story. Well, I want to start with when I picked up the issue. The cover, uh, Derek Chu, bravo, man. Oh, yeah, he's he's Bra- good. Freaking, oh. He's good. Me, oh, my word. That, so far, cover, cover of the event, for, for me. That, that, that just, not only is it great art, but it, unlike most comic books, it actually has to do with the story. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's so I do true. hate I that. I have to give you that. Come that's, on. That's a like, big, oh, huge thing. Superman and Metropolis, what's that all about? Come on, give me a break. Right. <laughs> In a very typical Harley Quinn-style comic book, it starts out very eloquently with Black Mask doing well black mass things yeah <laughs> you uh, could say that <laughs> he's, he's got a senator and the senator's well spouting off like he's better than everybody uh talking down about pig which don't get me wrong professor pig is disgusting disgusting uh, he he's he's getting to a senator that, with a, a toxin that paralyzes you he's quoting greek mythology you know that that's black masks that roman's a very he's a smart man he's creepy as all hell but he's smart uh and jumps to harley quinn and the jonathan crane uh demasked because it's still the arrow of the magistrate doing looks like csi work on a senator's crime scene because black mask killed the senator for funneling his money directly into the magistrate's account. That's just... Why? Uh, no. Oh, that'd be one man I would not want to have mad at me. <laughs> but not a lot said between Harley and Crane. It just felt like a page filler. You know, you're like, they they talk, but it's just nothing worth grasping, nothing in context. Was uh, they, yeah, it's like their last interactions from the last issue. I mean, it, it there's there's not a lot there. It's It's... Most of their interactions are her making him look like an idiot. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, she's she's extremely intelligent. They like to do that, right? Um, well, not to mention the fact it's what two issues, so you don't want to get too much involved in too much dialogue. You bog down with a story that's really not there, just showing potential. This is these are like advertisements for possibilities. Some of them we're hopeful for, like Swamp Thing and um, Yara Flora, both of which, you know, yes. hopefully we'll see more. Which of. I don't, I don't want the future state. I want her now. 
Don't put her in the future. Yeah, exactly. Have her go back at time machine. You know, well, have it be happy. Like I meant, I believe time. that she is going to be given the title Wonder Girl in the comic as well. I could be mistaken, but I, I think that's what's happening. And maybe we'll... Well, if they're going to load the show after, then yeah, it's going to be the same title. They don't want to confuse us. Right. Ah, the fan base. So, sorry, that was the Mandalorian from Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Doctor Crane decides to to mask up to go after Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, following the magistrate goons attacking him, uh, Quinn baits Black Mask uh, to, to show, and well, he does because villains are idiots. Yeah, at least that's the way that they're drawn. He can be extremely intelligent, but fall, but come on, it's hardly freaking Quinn. You don't trust her. Uh. Scarecrow, let's go with his uh, feel good about yourself adoption. <laughs> a little fear gas for you. And then uh, it starts to affect Black Mask. He's a little bit resilient because he, well, he's a tough SOB. Harley doubles down and pulls Scarecrow's mask off, exposing Crane's face, which for when the magistrate gets there, uh, that's important because, hey, you ain't supposed to be doing this no more. No more mask. Uh, exposes him to the toxin, which he's got a high tolerance, but it's extremely potent, <laughs> potent batch. Yeah. And it ends beautifully with Harley Quinn quoting that she never liked masks. Which, Me? yes, I, I guess because you look at the people, look at the people that she's been associated with now a lot of them actually have masks yeah like yeah there's a fun ending to that they're tossing the mask in the yeah. garbage i think so too yes it... don't get me wrong i love i love the scarecrow look i, I love the jonathan crane character i i, I find it the storylines uh very entertaining the fact that it's got black I, I love black mask i love harley quinn for some reason some reason it doesn't it doesn't feel like it takes off which it could have had more, but I, I'd like to see like another issue or something for it to be you know, to continue on. But with it being those three individuals, I'm always gonna want one more. If it was three issues, I'd want four. If it was four issues, I'd want five. Well, hey, I got a little uh, good news for you. I subscribe to James Tynan's newsletter, and Scarecrow will be one of his premier villains for the upcoming year. Excellent. I'm waiting to do him for Halloween, so it might be a good year. <laughs> Have you that. seen the new look for him? He went to Jorge Jimenez and he said, let's get away from the Batman Begins bag over his head style that we've seen for so long and get back to something that might actually hang up in a cornfield. Well, they mixed that with the look of Plague Doctors. Yeah, cool. And I have to tell you, guy, it looks awesome. <laughs> Well, start to finish, I I enjoyed it. Uh, the, the art was extremely, extremely good. Uh, I love uh, Troy Peter Petiri's uh, lettering. It's consistent throughout and makes it really easy to read. Uh, I I couldn't yeah, I, I couldn't give it any more than a seven and. One quarter mass stealing marvelous Harleys out of ten. 
I just wish there was more to it. Like, a couple more pages, have it be, I don't know, something to take a bite out of. But, everything's seven and one quarter. Yeah, I'll agree with that. This, this one feels like the third issue of a three-part, but we never got the second. We just went right straight from one to three. Um, because Harley working for the magistrate, you know, I mean, it kind of works itself out, but it it's all kind of very rushed. There's some cool moments. I, I like all the black mask stuff. Also, the the art is still great, but a little, little, I don't know, stilted a, a couple of times. I, I love the art style, but yet again, it's still a little too pushed in where I had to kind of go back over the action and say, wait, what ha- did something happen here? Um, other than that, you know, it, it, it was it was a lot of fun, but I it does feel this feels like Harley like diet Harley Quinn. There's just there's something missing, and I don't know exactly what it is. Harley yeah, Quinn. this is Harley Quinn light for sure. This is the free trial version or something. This um, seems like the logical thinking things through Harley, and there's not a whole lot of the crazy spunky fuck it Harley so to speak. <laughs> and you normally get that in like action scenes. So, but in this the the action is there but it's a little a little stilted. I don't know. There's not a lot of personality. You don't get to see her express her her craziness too much. I mean, she does a little bat work, but I don't know. Uh for me this one I give it an A for effort in the style choices they really went for it. So I want to support this type of thing, but not exactly this thing. So I'll give it a six point seven five. All right. And I looked up the looked up the scarecrow costume. Yeah, I'm dig, I'm digging I'm digging the coming together. Yeah, you guys got to look at that for if if you haven't checked it out yet, I posted it in this in the uh, chat here. Doctor Crane. Right. Yeah, I'll throw it up on uh, Twitter or something too. Before I uh, before I get into anything else, can I please say how much I would love an animated series drawn exactly like this? Please and thank you. Um, that would be mm. great. I'd dig that. When I first a... peeked into the Harley book in the last issue, the art was kind of a shock at first. But it's that I think that's only because it's such a departure from what I typically see in comic books, especially ones that I like. Uh, this time I found myself looking forward to it. It really fits the tone of Magistrate Gotham, especially within Harley's world. This was a story with very little surprise to me. I think that's what was missing for me. There there was zero cliffhangers. There was nothing I didn't see coming a mile away. For me, that usually makes a pretty boring book, but I was fully entertained by this from the first page to the last. Uh, I, I think that if we had more issues to have more story i think it would have gotten a much higher score but i'm gonna give that one a 7.5 out of 10 okay yeah that's about that's that's in a good zone there i think we're i think we're hitting it in that region there yep and speaking of being in regions and zones that (laughs) is exactly half the issues this week already but far from half the stories we'll come back to those right after this and we are back thank you for sticking with not a robot Getting right back to those comic books, we're jumping into the first of two multi-part issues with a cover drawn by John Timms and Gabe Altab. Next up is Future State Superman of Metropolis number 2, featuring three stories just like last issue, with the second parts to Superman of Metropolis, Mr. Miracle, and The Guardian. 
The first one is written by Sean Lewis with art from our cover artists, Tim and El Tabe, and letters from Dave Sharp. Reed, would you wrap up Superman of Tropolis for us? Sure. Uh, whoops the dups, guys. He's <laughs> Superman stepped in at this time. He sure did. <laughs> and he's having a hard time scraping it off of his boot, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, so, I mean, I get it. Like, I, everybody's got a bad day at work. Like, everybody everybody has a day, but this, this one's kind of a doozy. So, all right. So, apparently, Brain Cells, who is the giant, sentient, half-robot, half-brainiac, neurodinium-cord, cord like monster man um mm-hmm. yeah tricked him into so this is all kind of his plot to trick snooperman into shrinking the city so that he could steal the city because he's like a conservationist so he wants to protect the city uh in snow globe uh fashion so okay all right i get it because he had there was a, so, so there's like that whole war brewing and there's like a brainwash people but in an effort to save it, he shrinks it, and then Brain Cells takes it into space. He gives Oops. Pursuit, and now he's stuck on the ship. Um, back on Earth, Carol wakes up and is pissed, and is more so pissed that she somehow got knocked out than anything, and she grabs what I believe is a size ray. Is that a... Okay. Yeah. I guess it, it's a shrink ray that goes both ways. <laughs> shrink ray that goes both ways, of course. Obviously. Reverse yeah, so... Um, so she heads out to space to follow him, and John on the spaceship has to face off against four versions of his daddy in what I'm calling an extra solar edible battle. <laughs> <laughs> he has to physically oh, fight yes. manifestations of his facelift daddy, like in a dream, and he does it, and he fights them, and he rips out the the neurolinium or whatever core, and he zaps all the bad daddies, and they die. Uh, and so, and effectively, once I guess once he got that core out of brain cells, he can just kind of control them because he's just like a floating head, and he's Superman. Kara gets there just as the things have kind of wrapped up, but the size ray got broke. So John makes, okay. yeah, he makes him fix it, and then he flies Metropolis back to Earth. They rebigify it, and Superman says, "Hey guys, sorry, I did a whoops. Um, that's on me. I did shrink the city. Sorry, um, but also, I am just gonna be really narrowly focused now, and I I am a superhero just for you guys." In, in repayment, so he could, he's going to spend all of his time just on Metropolis uh, from here on out. And honestly, if I lived in Metropolis, I don't know that I would be super comforted uh, with that. <laughs> right. I get where you're coming from. Jared, any thoughts on Superman of Metropolis? First off, read Poet with uh, the way you describe things. Uh, would you call it the solar? Extra solar edible battle? Extra solar yeah, edible battle. I, I, was, <laughs> I was cracking up midway. <laughs> I, I liked it. Yeah, it shows John is not as smart as Clark. That's for damn sure. A little bit humbler beginning. He knows his limits, I, not I you know. know. Right. Well, he's learning them anyway. Yeah, I, I like. I can't do a planet. I could do one city probably. Let's try that. Let's start there. Yeah, he needs to. I don't know. Read a history book that is dad wrote or something <laughs> hey bad guys did this maybe don't do this uh and he thinks oh my bad 
Well, I'm super sorry, John. That's not going to work. Well, I mean, there's been a few oh-my-bad moments with Superman himself. You know, it's not as though Superman's never been mind-controlled or magic-controlled or just flat-out been bullshitted. You know, I mean, everybody's fallible, even Superman. And this guy's not quite Clark Kent, you know? I I liked it. John and Martha did a better job. <laughs> hey, quick question. I liked question. it because we get a Superman and go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering because I know we got a we got a lot of folks that really really dig on Superman. Did Lex Luthor and we got a Lex Luthor fan here in the house, a Stan, if you will. Um, did Lex Luthor ever like make a gun that shot magic? Because like Superman's vulnerable to magic. Did he ever like do like a magic gun or something? <laughs> I believe in an old, I believe in an old '60s action comic, and it was drawn with to look like space was coming out of it, like purple with little stars. Yeah, because like my but, dude, I feel like I'm sure because like magic exists. Like he could, he could just get like a wand and like duct tape it to like a Glock. Would that do it? Like what's the deal? <laughs> well, like they said in Harry Potter, maybe the wiz- you know if the wizard doesn't choose the wand, the wand maybe. chooses the wizard. So maybe if he ain't if he's not magical. <laughs> Maybe he can't use said one. Maybe. Well, it's something it. to look into. Nope. DC, hit me up. I've got ideas. I could do a, we'll do a little mini. Get in touch with my people. And high quality shit right there, man. One duct tape to a Glock. You heard it here first, guys. We're going to take down Superman ourselves. Well, hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, it's this is theoretical. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he built Kryptonian robots. <laughs> I lo- look. I like this story because we get a we get a Superman in John Kent that knows he's not as powerful as his dad. Mm-hmm. He has spent his entire life trying to be and afraid that he might not live up to the whole legacy of Clark Kent. At the end of this issue, he finally gets to let go of that and of trying to be Clark. He fully embraces the idea of not having to be the Superman of the whole universe and readily accepts his role as the Superman of Metropolis. I mean, he made a mistake. He's coming back. We've seen his dad do this plenty of times without giving him any kind of guff. So, I mean, I kind of liked it. The next story we get was released out of order. We got part three of this arc last week. This week, written by Brandon Easton with art from Valentine Delandro and Marisa Louise and lettering again from Dave Sharp. Let's get into part two of Metropolis Menagerie. I'll take that one, and Mr. Miracle finds himself fighting against the giant robots that we saw him fighting against in the first part of the story. With his mother box running on less than reserve energy, he sees himself as the only hero still inside of Metropolis now that it's in this dome. He'll do whatever he must to protect the people, even from themselves, nearly sacrificing his mother box to create an energy pulse, taking out the anomalies that just appeared. Right before randomly being transported away, the mother box identifies the anomalies as Kryptonian in nature. He, we know that he ends up on Warworld with Midnighter and Clark Kent from Part 3 last week. And now, even though the novelty for the art has completely worn off and after being bored and confused through the first two parts, I'm kind of digging this story with all three now, and I need to know how it finishes. Alright, Reed, what do you think about it? About uh, Mr. Miracle? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's okay. It's alright. Um, I I I like the power set. I think that's cool, and he has like cool light discs and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. This weird, the weird out of sequence thing kind of got me confused. I I was con- like I, I got like really confused in the timeline. I was I was like, is 
what is happening with John Can and like is is this Mission Miracle stuff happening at the same time as like Guardian stuff that happens later? I don't know. It was all a little blurry for me, and it was just uh, yeah. Just, that's one right. part that kind there. of brought it down for me overall as an issue. Yeah, it was like there. It did it. It did it for sure. I love the character. I wish that Mr. Miracle's got a great, great uh, history and everything. It'd be great if uh, the writer and artist would, you know, read, read some of it. Uh, <laughs> it, by it far, this week is one of the worst art. Like the rest, of, rest of the issue, both both sides of the story are great. The Mister Miracle issue, no, that looks like the back of a newspaper uh, type of serial. It's that's not a comic book. That's a that's a that's a newspaper serial, like the George Reeves era of Superman. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I'm not I'm not a fan of. That. I guess some people are, but you know, I stopped reading Archie comics when you know the first time I ever picked one up. So I'm not a fan of that that crappy art. Uh, I loved. It. I was excited to see Mister Miracle coming. I'm 100 percent disappointed in uh, in the art and the the story. It felt like a lot of dialogue to himself. Interact. The, the dialogue boxes take up, you know, outline almost every single yeah i mean there's there's a whole lot of conversation with i mean he ha, he does talk to himself he does talk a lot to mother box but that's yeah. the only other person in the story really it's like two every, characters he, he yeah yeah he he is the, he doesn't he obviously he doesn't know that guardian is there and um he knows that superman is gone and there's a big ass bubble over the city of metropolis and nobody knows what the hell's going on he just thinks he's the only hero there and he's mm-hmm. almost out of batteries you know, I do like that hook of him running out of charge and him not like him him being on empty. Um, it it, it kind of they do a neat uh kind of moment highlighting that where he he like runs on these energy discs and at one point he runs off the energy disc and takes the one that he was just walking on and like flings it at a robot and it blows up and I just thought that was like neat like he, so he didn't have to like spawn an extra one or something like that he just used the one he was done using and threw that I, I don't know it's just a, a neat way reduce, reduce exactly <laughs> I mean it's cool it was really different to see somebody who fights on such a cosmic scale brought down to street level so that was unique about the story but I, I get what you're saying I mean the nostalgia wore off on it but I I and releasing it out of order, it really threw things off. But uh, I still want to find out how this one ends, just because it's, I mean, it's Mr. Miracle. I've got to know. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'll read it because it's part of the event and everything, but... You're just done with it, huh? A lot of missed potential. <laughs> well, a lot of missed potential. It'd be a miracle if hey. I enjoyed it. Hey! There we go. <laughs> we got some jokes. Zinger! On to the last story of this issue, written by Sean Lewis, also responsible for the first story in this, with art from Cully Hammer and Laura Martin, and letters from Andrew Design. Jared, how does part two of The Guardian fare? I'd like to say that the thing was incredible. I'd like to say that, but then I read it. 
but um, well, actually, the, the art, the, the art, the art was really good. The audience down. Everybody's having like you know, brief one sentence, two second dialogue for people that don't really matter. Uh, at least I'm not able to recognize who anybody is. Nah. But you know, I, it's part of the whole entire uh, empowerment feeling that I get uh, throughout the entire issue. You know, it's you know, progressive. I feel progressive. Uh, people standing up. And it's 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 an overdone trope now. It's or at least you need to get it done, do something different tactfully. Um, Honest Mary honestly annoyed the hell out of me. She has Jimmy up on the Daily Planet, which surprise, Jimmy's in trouble. <laughs> but luckily, his his top eight spaces on MySpace are all superheroes, so he's got he's got <laughs> backup to the backup of the backup. He, you know his his A list is Superman, so right. <laughs> Mr. Olsen has nothing to worry about. He's got a little confidence. Maybe that's that's his downfall. But he's not uh, he's not leaning on the superheroes now. Not in this future. Um, Jimmy Olsen is leading renegades, running around, also painting graffiti, saying "Superman lives." <laughs> it's just a movement. It definitely is. Uh, he's at the top of it. Honest Mary's taken by assistance for us at the end. Uh, they surround her. They let her know, hey. You know, no, fucking you up was on the menu. We voted against it, which I thought was excellent. The simple fact that, you know, you you say that to her. Hey, we considered it. It got voted. <laughs> uh, Superman Returns. Honestly, the art's good. Story. It's a slightly less entertaining than watching my fish after feeding them. <laughs> but it was inter- it was pretty to look at. Nothing special in uh, in this section. Literally, nothing special. The art is is where it gets all the points that it, it gets because dialogue, story. Eh. Well, I mean, I get that. There wasn't a lot of meat on this one's bones, but for the little bit that we got, I enjoyed it. We got a street-level hero and guardian, Jimmy Olsen and his renegades, and they all pull together to keep Metropolis safe in the absence of whatever superman is supposed to be guarding metropolis right now you know it's it like you said it wasn't nothing special it was just a run-of-the-mill story there it was but for even an average issue i think it was done well uh overall though with the art i loved every part of it except for the mr miracle stuff i mean the first one i got nostalgic for but you know then that wore off but other than that i mean i enjoyed the issue overall as a whole a little bit better than average 7.5 out of 10 Reed, what did you think about the Guardian and your final score on that? Um, I thought it was it was a lot of fun. I liked seeing how the they they were having like the whole community working in and the gag that the high school like science club built this robotic leg climber machine. And he's like, "How did high school kids do this?" And he's like, "We go to school in Metropolis, dude. Obviously, our science is gonna be lit." And right. I, I thought that was just really great. Like, we we got brainiacs falling out of the sky on the daily, man. Like, we're into super science in high school. We got this. So I thought that was fun. That's hilarious. I, I like Guardian's whole vibe. I and like I said, it's I I'm very interested in 
um, the street level of the, you know, these big super cities, you know, Gotham, I like the street level stuff and, and, and Metropolis here, we get a little taste of that. And I think it's, I think it's all in good fun. Overall, these stories just kind of, I, I couldn't really get invested in any of them because I know that we're probably never going to really do anything with these again, because they, they all feel like kind of one-offs and just like, eh, okay, here's some stuff. So yeah. It's it's a bunch of interesting ideas and it's very solid art, but it nothing really sings for me. It's, there's no wow factor. It's, but I'll give it a seven out of ten because it is a high caliber work. Certainly, this is this is finely crafted. Mm-hmm. I just it, it I just don't love it. Jared, what did you rate the whole thing? Well, first off, I want because we pointed it out. It gives homage to Metropolis's science uh, department, but. If you think about it, pound for pound, Gotham has to have the best education. How many supervillains have their doctorate? There you go. <laughs> you got a point there, man. <laughs> they, you know, they don't suffer from brain drain over there, that's for sure. <laughs> no. Uh, for the Superman and Metropolis Future State, I'm going to have to give this six and one quarter. Oh, Jimmy. Out of ten. <laughs> All right. Well, good stories, good art. There was nothing breathtaking or award-winning, but it was definitely enjoyable. Let's hope we at least get the same out of our next title, Future State, the next Batman number three. The last book this week with three stories inside with another gorgeous cover by LeDron. We'll get the next Batman, Outsiders, and Arkham Knights. Written by John Ridley, art from Laura Braga, Arif Brianto, and Nick Darrington, with, with Clayton Cowles on the letters, first up is the next Batman, Part 3. In the last issue, the next Batman stuck his neck out to save two people who put on masks to kill a man who hurt their child. In this issue, Jace Fox does everything he can to get them to a safe house and save them from the execution so kindly offered by the magistrate. He does just that and gets the couple to a church that he sometimes uses as a safe house. He is still suffering from the gunshot wound and has them cauterize it with a flare. Ouch. <laughs> that could not have felt good. <laughs> to say, ouch to say the least. Yeah. I'd love to be in that room where someone suggested that. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. they, he brings up that in his former job he used to get tortured a lot, so he's kind of used to that kind of pain. Meanwhile, Peacekeeper 1 seems to have more than a little bit of a grudge when it comes to Batman and anyone who decides to put on that cowl. That makes me very curious as to who is behind that particular mask. Jace calls a detective that he knows is against the kill-on-sight order and arranges to turn them in safely, explaining that he thinks that they should have a trial, just not be executed. The husband gets Batman from behind with a large board and strangles him, and that's how we end the story. (laughs) Now, I am completely into the next Batman. I love his personality and the way he acts. The art is awesome. And I was actually getting some old school Batman posing vibes from some of the panels. And I thought uh, they looked done in a modern way, but very, very reminiscent of the things that we saw usually done in the 60s. Uh, This keeps up the good work that we've seen so far, and I am reading this for as long as the quality is maintained. Keep the issues coming, guys, and I will keep on buying them. It doesn't seem to be dipping at all. Count me in as a fan. Jared, what do you think about the next Batman? Uh, I'm excited for any Batman that ain't Bruce. (laughs) I think that goes for you and a lot of other people, too. I'm enjoying it. Uh, The art is uh, 
breathtaking. It, it, it's it's really good. The storyline keeps you going. Uh, I feel like I'm a I'm a traitor to my my former self because I'm looking forward to a Batman story because of Batman, <laughs> not because of who he goes against, which usually drives me there, but because of the Batman and. But does he acknowledge himself as Batman, or they just—they still just call him Batman? Well, yeah, I mean, he, in his internal monologues, he says, "I am Batman." All right. I enjoyed it. Looking forward to it. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Good holiday fun. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I think this is good. I it was a good arc. I think it this is good low level kind of Batman stuff that I want a new Batman handling, and it feels in the right range. Um, I'm interested to see where this goes. I didn't really enjoy this issue. It it didn't grab me as much as the previous ones, but I, I'm I'm still into very much into the next Batman. All right, the next one up in this issue is Outsiders, written by Brandon Thomas, with art from a team made up of Sumit Kumar, Raul Fernandez, and Jordi Belair, with lettering from Steve Wands. Jared, what happens in The Outsiders? Well, The Outsiders, it seems to be uh, circling around, do the signal, Thomas, a cursed black lightning and katana. Now... If I was stuck on an island, these three would not be the people that I'd want there. <laughs> really? I wouldn't want to curse anybody. Uh, uh, okay. Not to mention the fact you're surrounded by water. No, I don't want the electricity guy there. <laughs> Maybe that's, you know, day one stuff. That's a perimeter uh, fence. He electrifies the water. Ain't nobody getting in, man. Yeah, you kill all the fish and then you piss off Aquaman. Not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Ooh, damn. Good point. Okay. Uh, now, why, like, Magistrate knows who everybody is. He doesn't have to, they don't have to, because they don't wear their masks and everything. They, they know that signal is Duke. Yes. Because he de- he doesn't use his code names over the radio, which I just, it's like, what, what's the expression in wrestling? Breaking camp? Or... When you, uh... Kayfabe. Kayfabe. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it, it just felt very Kayfabe essence of, you know, in comic books to go by your first name. I'm, if... I get the impression that they're aware, at this point in time, they are aware of all of the identities of the Bat family. So, I mean, if that's the case, why why bother keeping up the charade? And that very well could be why we've seen Nightwing change his outfit. Hmm. That's a good point. Damn you. (laughs) (laughs) Makes too much sense. (laughs) Well, I have a little big minus next to that. That was part of the thing that brought me a problem, but you kind of justified it. All right. uh, Well, dialogue between uh, Black Lightning and Katana talking about how Jefferson's condition... How Jefferson got in his condition breaks my heart because I I like Jefferson's character. I think he wasn't represented very good on CW, but the the actual Black Lightning character, love it. Yeah, and I love what's been going on with him lately. Uh, The character development and his journey with Katana through the recent The Outsiders, Batman and The Outsiders issues, has been phenomenal. Um, 
The story, sometimes not so much, but their relationship and their character development has been through the roof, and I've just loved watching that go more and more. They've been treating those characters with a lot of respect. Uh, Batman pushed Black Lightning to the point where he was able to take down this giant alien weapon, and he started manifesting these incredible powers that he couldn't contain. Now, we don't know what happened. uh... He took off, and we, we don't know what happened in between there and him being consumed completely by lightning. But I think it's fair to say, safely assume, anyway, that uh, Batman is at least partly responsible for this. But Batman's (laughs) also the one that says that he thinks that, isn't he the one that said, Jefferson, I think you should be up there with me, Clark, and Diana? Yes. Yeah. That's a big big nod. And now he is. He's living lightning, I mean... But it, uh, once again, not a lot of meat on the bones. Uh, nice to see the direction. The needle leaves four or five pages added. Love the art. Lots, lots of bubbles and boxes. Whole bunch of birds not telling very much. Katana. Uh, uh, it shows uh, what I love about it is Katana. They show her being a badass because that's what she is from the bottom of her boots to the top of her damn mat. She is hardcore. She is uh, one of my favorite B list characters. Yes. Yes. And when I saw that her sword was broken, dude, my heart literally sunk. I mean, that's the whole backbone of her character. You know, I mean, not her honor and all of that, but. Her relationship with her husband, whose soul is trapped inside of the the sword, and to see it broken, I was like, "No way! That's the that sword that." Souls? That's. I'm sorry. Yeah, when you when they kill when they kill you, they still it steals your soul. Or right, and her husband is trapped inside of that blade, which is why she continues to take it everywhere. But when it broke, did her their free souls get free? No. I have no idea, but it doesn't say that it did. She could have completely lost her husband. I have no idea, but that's what I'm that saying. Is, it's that's sad. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Sad. <laughs> it is sad. Uh, yeah, another cool scene is when Black Lightning zaps the bad guy. Uh, I just, no, it's it's a lot of action. I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm not that big of a Signal fan. I, I do, I like Katana, and she's a badass. Whenever she's in it, they, they usually use, you know, I like seeing her get used well. Uh, I love, love Black Lightning. Jefferson's a badass. For some reason, it just feels like the ball just doesn't start to get rolling. And, well, I like to see, I'd like to see the development up, like what happens up before this story. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I yeah, I want to see what what leads up to this, but I also want to see more of this. I'm 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 bummed out that I'm not getting more of this story. I'm bummed out that I haven't heard any rumors that this story is going forward. Uh, I would love to find out more about Katana, Black Lightning, and Duke Thomas. How they got to where they're at, and 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 where they're going from here. 
I mean, yeah, this is an interesting cast of characters. They all kind of got a redesign here, and I really enjoy um, pretty much everything about it. But, yeah, I, I don't see much hope of this uh, kind of, like, sticking. Because um, they set up a really cool world um, with with a, a combo of characters that I wouldn't expect. And also, when Signal's walking in with that sword on his back that is also black lightning right. like come on what's up what's up we're doing we're doing some stuff yeah. now baby he, he is hella confident is he not uh, yeah it's great. Last, it's great last issue i was hopeful i wasn't sold yet this one i thought was absolutely fantastic so dc if you are listening please 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 let brandon thomas and crew take this story and run with it man even if it's in the back issue i'm good with it just i i need to know what happens and how they got there Give us more outsiders. Alright, so for the last story of this issue, we turn to a story from Paul Jenkins with art from Jack Herbert, legendary Jack Herbert, and Gabe Altabe with lettering from Rob Lee. Reed, take us through Arkham Knights. Alright, this one, this one's a blast. There's all kind of crazy, kooky stuff going on. Well, we're back with... um. Lady Arkham uh, and her knights, and they are uh, on the case. Um, I, I I don't know. The the look of these guys, I, I cannot get over them. But we got a new scheme, and we're in the preparatory phases here, and they're all kind of like chilling around the warehouse. And um, the, the banter is really great where she is like this person out of time. It's basically like Joan of Arc or like King Arthur walking around, and it's like, uh, it's like Killer Croc and like, Humpty Dumpty or something. Right. <laughs> Come on, it's wild. Um, but they do a heist, and they're they're going after like a target. And they just keep talking about the target. And there's this military cache of weapons, but they're going after, and they're they're going after the thing that they can, um, that they're going to use to win this battle. And so they go on the they go on the uh, mission. They they basically charge right at the peace bring uh, the peacekeepers. All of uh, six and one are both on the scene, and then one like kind of just leaves. He's like, "Peace out, you got this handled." This is your um, job now. Yeah, unfortunately, they they didn't they didn't have a handled because they overwhelm them, and they're not going for the weapons. They're going for the bat signal. They get away just in time, but um. Dr. Phosphorus is shot through the heart and the peacekeepers are to blame. Uh, but they won't leave anyone behind on this mission, hook them up, take them with a the helicopter. And I thought that was quite the indignity. They just like drug them along. <laughs> they couldn't get my boy in the helicopter. They just had to dangle his ass all the way back to Wayne I mean, Manor. You do, Come you on, do what man. you got to do. You, you, I mean, Come on. they do... I guess his blood is probably like hyper radioactive, huh? Right. Okay. All right. All right. All I right. Mean, Whatever. He's like Whatever. Radioactive. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like here's the thing. I love the camaraderie. I love their their togetherness as a unit and how like they're like so united and they're trying to like do good and like be people now. Right. And it's great. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Jared, what do you think about Arkham Knights? It was by far my favorite one out of the entire book. Uh I could it's, see that happening. It's 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 it, 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 this this is what I was looking forward to when it came to Future State. Not exactly. not this in particular because I did not put this together. But I don't Rob think Bo anybody would have put this together. Somebody did. 
It's the comic book, man. Uh, I mean... <laughs> it is by far just lo lovely. It's lovely. It's enjoyable to look at. It's... I it's it's definitely my favorite. It's I I wanted to see more. Yes, I will click for more pages. I will scroll down, subscribe all all the way, hell to the yeah. All right, very cool. <laughs> A sun will always rise the next day, and that is the symbol of the Arkham Knights, now shining over Gotham. The art was amazing, as it was in the first issue, and the story kept me interested. I would read more of this team also if given the chance. Please, DC, somebody give this to DC. Somebody has to be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm, please. <laughs> algorithm, please tell them. <laughs> tell them. Listen. All right. I am overall... I, I love this whole book, man. I'm going to give this... An 8.5 out of 10. That's what I gave it on the site. Uh, I almost bumped it up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, 8.5 out of 10. That's where I'm at. Uh, that feels fair. This this one had a this one had a lot of um, cool, interesting takes. The katana stuff was cool. All the, everything looked really nice, uh, uh, fun. Um I, I think the Arkham Knights is definitely still my favorite. I like the I love the look of their costumes. Um, yeah, for sure. I think I'll give this one. I'm, I'm going to give this one a seven point seven five. Just overall, pretty good. But I, I just on a scale, I you know, I think that's. Jared, you got a final some score for us? Yes, I do. Uh, Less than others. I ha I have to give this one a uh, very high praise because it is. To get I give it to get you to eight. say anything good about a Batman book is, yeah. So. It's not Bruce. That was the only factor. I'm going to have to give this eight and a half Arkham Knights out of ten. It was entertaining and it returned my faith in comic books. Oh. <laughs> awesome. He's back among the fold. Good deal. And now for the final book of this episode, whose first issue didn't fare quite so well the last time around. I wonder how it's going to do this week. Written by Brandon Vietti with art from Ben... Written by Brandon Vietti, with art by Brandon Peterson, Will Conrad, and Mike Atea, with letters by Steve Wands. Jared, take us through Future State, The Flash, number two. Well, it's, it opens up with all hope is lost because Barry Allen, well, exists, and he never has to use Google in order to find trouble because, well, he's Barry. Uh, you think about any major event... And most of the time, it's Barry's fault for it happen to happen. Uh, I may say he's looking extremely boss in his uh, white beard and decked out in the rogue gallery arsenal. Oh, are we what? His, the arsenal was rogue gallery. I guess is that there's the word for it. Uh, take down a mind-controlled Wally West. Now, uh, Barry's always emotional, so for over. Barry to have to take down someone... That mentors him. Uh, that, that's going to end up weighing a lot on him, and you can read that just from knowing Barry Allen in any aspect. Uh, in a fight that pits science versus evilish speedster, because Wally is well mind controlled or possessed, 
Um, he goes through his arsenal of rogue weapons, and he cuts off Waldy's legs. And before cool. I looked anywhere, pretty cool. Yeah. Damn. Right. Uh, <laughs> but don't worry, he cauterizes them. Fun, fun, fun. But don't worry, Barry. <laughs> Twice uh, this week. It's it's only a speed force duplicate. Uh, so nothing to worry about. Wally is uh, perfectly fine. Well, no, because Barry continues to throw everything that's been ever used against him in the history of freaking ever, tech-wise anyways. And he's able to get into... Focus on the science. Focus <laughs> on the science. Focus on the science. Lighting me with science. That'd be a good part with that little <laughs> song right there. Uh, Barry connects to... Well, he believes he connects to Wally, the real Wally, uh, and uh, Wally's begging him to bring magic users. And Barry lets him know he can't. We don't know where they're at. Don't know. Uh, Barry goes all Breaking Bad on Wally and says, "All right, well, I tried everything I can to you know be able to stop you." And he goes all science on him and turn and destroys his skeletal muscles, you know, by science, bitches. Because, <laughs> well, that's that's his actual superpower. Yes, he's fast, but he is extremely smart, and he was good CSI before. And well, famine comes out of Wally because that's what has been possessing him. You might recognize him from being the name of Apocalypse. Uh, not a, one of the I four guess, horse riders of the apocalypse. Of the apocalypse. I guess with comic books, you really need to specify what Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> and I gotta say, Famine is one ugly mother uh, who's been starving off the, the hope from the, the Flash fans losing hope in their heroes. Lame. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> choked on a little bit of stupidity there. Uh, Barry gets turned into a blue statue uh, because turns out Famine's not just uh, going off of the the, the Famine of Desires from Wally, but he's also going off of the starving off of the hope of the, the Flash. Uh, so he's been sucking up, sucking his juice out of getting him fed too. Then Famine quickly takes back Wally. Side beast, still extremely stupid. Premise: uh, picks up Barry's ring. Who's been collecting data <laughs> for a fighting chance at a better tomorrow. If the better tomorrow doesn't have side beast, it is looking better already. I have to say that it does have it does give birth to one of my favorite panels. So we'll get into that part later. But it the art was good. I'd say good job by Bietti. Uh The story goes long and it, it keeps on driving you forward. It's not going to be too deep of a story because it's Flash. You know, it's going to have layers and stuff, but it, 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 it kept it in a Flash ass story where it ends up driving forward. So I'm going to have to give this 7.25. Side B sucks. You should really do something different out of 10. <laughs> okay. Reed, where were you at with the Flash? Um, previously, I had been annoyed 
when I saw the guys oh, when the Speed Force wasn't working and they had all their little toys and it looked kind of hinky. But I Jesus. think this one really pulls off that look. You know, it really kind of it, it get it kind of gets at what they were going for. I think a lot better. Um, the ang the the angles of the drawings I think are very impressive. There's a lot of cool stylistic things here. As far as the story goes, I was kind of bored. I I really was having a hard time. I'd have to I'd have to read pages over a couple of times because I was I was kind of fading out. There's like there's there's lots going on here, and I didn't feel particularly invested in anything other than the uh, like the stylistic choices that uh, the character design I think was cool. I think all their art was great, but the story just really kind of left me lacking. Um, I think uh, I'm going to give this a 6.25 out of 10. Okay. And that's fair. I thought this was quite an improvement over last issue, but that was not saying <laughs> a lot. <laughs> right. Um, the last one, among many other things, felt super generic. This one, even as aggravated as I was about Wally being the bad guy, it's not really Wally here. Flash has lost everyone, everything, even himself. I. It was a really bummer story, man. And it just, yeah. I, I mean, like, the Flash, it's like, that's, that must be a rule is like, no. If you're writing a flash story, your art, your arc must ruin somebody's life. And here they were just like, it's gotta we're going to take everybody out. Send it to that course. If you have the grand arc, Wally's got to end up, you know, either appearing bad or being a bad guy. Right. Yep. That's that's aggravating enough. But uh, I feel I like it's a Wally super West being my flash and the way that he's getting treated now. I want to call, uh, you know, Reverend Sharpton or something. <laughs> I think this is an incredibly heartbreaking end for a very beloved hero. And now he's a Speed Force ghost. Um, that's for that's <laughs> for any Star Wars fans out there. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was the R was fantastic, and this was a lot better than last time. It was it was done well for the story that it was. I'm just tired of seeing this story, man. I gave it a 7 out of 10, though. Okay, I think it's, you know, it's fair, I guess. All right, and now it is time to pick the top three books of the week and your favorite panel slash moment of the week. For my panel of the week, uh, I went for the one that apparently annoyed Reed a little bit. I think Flash is looking boss as an angry Santa with all the rogue gallery on that. <laughs> That's what I he looks no, like, I... exactly, angry Santa. Yeah. I think it, I actually think this is. I actually hated this one. I loved last time. I hated this oh. one. This one they nailed it with them boomerangs. Hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I absolutely loved it, and I don't know. I kind of really do want that for a poster. All right, now I have to pull a Josh, and my top three consists of four. Oh no! Uh, yes. <laughs> well, spots two and three. And four are all ties. Oh. Uh, one twist. One is above the rest of them. The yeah. other three are ties. All right, hold on, hold on now. I've never put four books. I've done honorable mentions before, but I've always placed them equally, first, second, and third. If I haven't, somebody oh, but, pointed out, but I'm pretty damn sure that's something I'd be stringent about. <laughs> I, just put all, 
I put one by the ratings. I won't buy the, the total score that I was able to give them. You do what you got to do, so, man. The, the, the math. Uh, <laughs> with the seven and a quarter across the board, I, I had to say that Harley Quinn, The Flash, and Swamp Thing. Those all came in at second and third at, for you? Well, sec, second place, yeah. Because there's no really point in saying a third one because they're all, all tied for second. It was Harley Quinn, uh, Swamp Thing, and which one? Flash. And I the love Flash. the art. And uh, I'm a big Barry fan. And There wasn't and one that you liked more than the others? Are those three? Yeah. I, I guess Swamp Thing, maybe a little nudge. There you go. That one that one gets number two and the other two tied ding, for ding, three. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> there it is. Jackass. And the number one, and Josh is most likely going to rub this in my face. For the I rest you. of your life. The non-Bruce Batman number three. Uh, <laughs> that is... The future state, it's a future without Bruce. That'd be great, but at least Batman isn't Bruce, and I am digging this, and whoever... Hey, I love Terry. I love Terry. Love Dick. Batman Beyond. Yep. Uh, Reed's a big fan to you. Reed's a big fan of anybody with mask lips, though. That's what I was I like a... I like it when the superhero puts the effort in to put a, a random thing in on the suit for no reason. You know, you know, it's like the like, the nineties Batman, like the boomerang, Batman Forever with them nips. Yeah, the bat nips. Well, he threw one of them boomerangs at yeah, least. The nips on the bat. <laughs> yeah. that's All right, also well, the same one where Batman had a credit card. Keep that in mind. Yeah, man, it's a bat card. That's fine. It's, it's in canon. Bat visa or some shit like that. <laughs> All right, so let's start off. Number three is always the hardest one, for me at least. And I, I'll throw an honorable mention out there for Man Bat 01 this week. Check that out. That shit's wild. Um, I haven't read it yet. Is it a pretty good read? Yeah, you should you should look through it for sure. All right, uh, I'll, all right so number three, I'm going to give to the next Batman. That was pretty fun. There was fun stories, but it kind of lagged, lagged for me overall. Um, number two, I'm going to go Swamp Thing. That was a ton of fun. I love that world, and I'd love to see some more of it. And Wonder Woman, that's, man, I, I love Yara Flora. I love this new pantheon. I think the style is great, and it's got my best moment is, um, like we were going through the review, when you first see Hades when he appears. That's, that's great. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. All right, well, for mine, number three is going to have to be Future State Wonder Woman for all the reasons that Reed said and the only reason why that's not number one is because of the other two books they were just phenomenal uh, number two is going to have to be the next Batman I gave that an 8.5 out of sight and I only gave one book higher and that was Swamp Thing I gave that an 8.75 man and I thought it deserved it it also had my favorite moment in it that end scene where Swamp Thing sacrifices himself the story was mm-hmm. beautiful. The art was as well. That was my favorite scene, man. And now it's time for the biggest stinker. Oh, that's nasty. Jared, who made your stink list today? Well, uh, I think it's kind of evident Mr. Miracle. It was a miracle that I got published. So uh, <laughs> that, that, entire, that entire section, toilet paper. Toilet paper. All right. Reed, what did you think? 
I felt the whiffs of stinkerdom coming off of that flashbook. I thought the design was cool, but I really like what's famine. How I don't understand all that. Yeah, it just I don't know, man. It seemed to come out of nowhere, and it was ever to sell. That's why it made my stink list this week too. It's really only here because it has the lowest score of the week. I didn't hate it, but somebody's got to smell the cheddar. Yuck. <laughs> There was a big theme of this fucking guy all throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, look, do you guys think that there's a conspiracy going on? Because I've been like, I've been sucked down the rabbit hole of like Greek mythology recently because of Hades, the game Hades, and now this Yara Flora stuff. We're back in, uh, (laughs) we're in Hades, Persephone. It's all there, baby. I'm I'm in it. You got Roman talking about it, quoting it to the senator. Mm-hmm. Like Wonder Woman. A lot of different things going on. Yeah. Branching out, exploring cool. different mythologies. That's cool, man. And that's the show. Come back and listen next week when we'll be talking about Dark Detective number three and the second issues of Justice League, Teen Titans, Robin Eternal, Green Lantern, Superman Wonder Woman, and Kara Zor-El Superwoman. As always, you amazing humans out there, thank you so very much for listening. You're the reason why we do this. Visit campsite.bio forward slash not a robot to hear all of our episodes on nearly any podcast platform and patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcast for exclusive content we make for our patrons again starting out at just one dollar a month. Not a robot podcast.com will take you everywhere you need to go for everything not a robot and with that there is only one way we say goodbye around here until next time be good to each other and don't be a robot. Yeah.